eight of Vixen, a Black beauty and pop culture podcast. If you enjoy what you hear today, please leave a review anywhere you listen to podcasts. Today's episode is the scandal and backlash from the music video for Tip Drill, a song by Nelly. Now, let's start the show. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Vixen and also welcome to 2021. Happy New Year, y'all. I hope you guys had a really good holiday season. I hope you're feeling excited about the new year. I'm not going to lie, I was a little bit skeptical (laughs) coming into this year because 2020 was just so chaotic and so crazy. But, you know, now I'm feeling pretty good about the new year. I feel positive about this one. I'm not going to go super hard with resolutions this year, but I'm definitely, you know, setting a couple goals, but just taking it day by day, just trying to take it easy. (laughs) But I am really, really excited about this episode. And um, I feel like it might be a little bit of a long one. So I'm just going to get straight into it. If you're over the age of, I would say maybe 25, then I'm sure you know this song and you know the video. Um, If you're under that age, then you probably don't. So I'm going to explain it for you. So the rapper Nelly made the song Tip Drill in 2003 as a remix of his song EI, which was released in 2000. EI was definitely a pretty popular song on its own, but I had no idea Tip Drill was like a remix to this. But nonetheless, um, the song appeared on Nelly's remix album called The Dirty Versions, The Reinvention. Another version of that was made um, with verses added from the St. Lunatics, which is Nelly's group. Um, And that is what we know as the Tip Drill remix, which is the final song on the remix album. So if you've never heard of this song or the term, you're probably wondering what the hell is a Tip Drill? So I think when you Google Tip Drill, something about like a car tool or like some kind of like construction tool pops up, but that is not what we're talking about here. Um, A tip drill, tip drill is a slang word for a butterface, which is basically in quotes, an ugly girl with a nice body. So something that I found really surprising was that tip drill was meant to be a single for Nelly. Like they were really going to promote this song. So if you know the song, like I'm sure you can understand why that's a little bit shocking because I I don't know. Tip Drill sounds like one of those songs that's really just meant for fun. And with the lyrics, like I just cannot imagine hearing Tip Drill on the radio. So at this time, Nelly is coming off a really strong run with some really, really popular singles. He had Dilemma, Hot in Here, Air Force One. So Tip Drill is coming after those songs. Um, So for them to want to choose it as a promotional single is definitely a bold move. So the song was pulled because of the offensive content in the lyrics, number one, and then the video did not help at all with that. So that's what we're going to be talking about here today. The song's music video was directed by Solomite and produced by Kareem Johnson, um, and it was made for the version featuring the same lunatics. And the video became really controversial because of its overt depiction of women. Um, It's definitely a video where women are sexual objects. Not that they're, not that most videos at the time weren't like that, but Tip drill was a little bit extreme, if you will. There's a lot of twerking. There's a lot of sex acts being acted out playfully. They're, they're, they're just playing, but, you know, they're depicting it. And then it ends with Nelly swiping a credit card down one girl's butt cheeks. Because the tip drill video was so explicit, it could only be shown on 
one television program, and that was BET Uncut. So if you don't know what BET Uncut is, you are very young, but it aired from 2000 to 2006, and it was basically like, the best way to describe it is it was 106 in part for explicit videos. That's just what it was. Um, I believe like nudity was blurred out like most of it, but I think some of it um, was shown. But even if it was blurred out, like you knew what was happening. Like the videos were crazy. I don't even think Tip Joe's the most explicit video I've ever even seen um, on BET Uncut. One of the crazy things about this show is that I believe it came on at like one or two in the morning. Um, and then BET would start its religious programming. Like they would show you like, it would be like Joel Osteen and like some other random pastors. So BET Uncut would go off, then they would start their religious programming, and then they would show like gospel shows and like religious shows until like 9 a.m. It was really the craziest thing. <laughs> like just looking back and remembering that, it's just like, what was BET thinking? Like there has to be some kind of buffer between BET Uncut and then like a minister like you gotta think of something better for that transition but anyway sex and hip-hop pretty much go hand in hand we all know this we had the two live crew videos tupac had videos that were crazy had porn stars in them snoop dogg had crazy videos all of that but BET Uncut was a little bit different mainly because the videos were being used as promotional tools by the artists so a lot of people who did um videos for BET Uncut some of them were unknown and then some of them were known um but before BET Uncut these kinds of videos were for the underground market only so they would be a part of like rap DVDs that you could get like at the beauty salon or something like that or they would give them to strip clubs so that the club could show the videos during you know when the club was popping but now um once BET Uncut came about these videos were a good way to break new artists into the mainstream or give artists that were already mainstream, you know, a little bit more street cred, show a little bit of a wild side. BET Uncut became so popular that Playboy got inspired and started a show called Buck Wild. And then they started a network um, and block of hip hop programming called Hype, which I don't think lasted very long, but they were inspired by BET Uncut to add that program. 2004 article in the Toronto Star ran a couple quotes from insiders that I wanted Want to share with y'all. Video director Zynga Stewart said, it's almost like the other videos are foreplay and the uncut videos are the act themselves. I don't think there should necessarily be censorship of the images of women, but it's an extremely one-sided look at women. There's no other images to counteract it. I can't tell you the last video I saw where a black woman had a job, and that's really more our experience than black women being strippers. I don't know if I agree with that, but okay. <laughs> Big Boy from Outcast said, some of it is really getting distasteful. It's giving it a bad taste, really exploiting women. What they're doing now is kind of like soft porn. I saw some stuff the other day. I didn't even know they could do that on TV. Stephen Hill, who was then the senior vice president at BET, said, Any kid up at 3 o'clock in the morning, their biggest problem is not BET. Nothing that we run on Uncut is not seen in primetime television. BET just gets more of a rap for it because critics focus more of their attention on BET. So that statement, I kind of agree with, and then I kind of disagree. So any kid that's up at three o'clock in the morning, their biggest problem is not BET. That's not true. Honestly, kids just wake up and cut the TV on. <laughs> I mean, that's how I saw BET uncut. I didn't have anything going on for real. I just would like wake up in the middle of the night and like just cut my TV back on and I would see it. So I disagree there. Um, and then he 
him saying like nothing that was shown is not seen in primetime television, not true. Like definitely sex scenes are implied on primetime television. I think now there's a little bit more, um, we're seeing a little bit more than we used to on primetime TV, but what we see now is progressive, but it ain't nothing like BET Uncut. And if you've seen BET Uncut, you know that. But I definitely do agree that BET just gets more of a rap for it because people want to, like, make BET look bad. But back to the show. BET Uncut was canceled in 2006, and the network started to show reruns or syndicated shows instead, which is cheaper than adding in original programming. So, like, sometimes if a show gets canceled, um... A network will fill it with a slot of a show that's on that's a rerun or like a syndicated show like the Cosby show or something like that because doing new original programming is obviously expensive. In an interview that year with the Associated Press, BET spokesman Michael Llewellyn said, I don't necessarily think the cost factored in so much as it was a desire by the network to do something different in that time period. Um, a lot of videos came out on BET Uncut, y'all, and I heard about a lot of artists through BET Uncut, I'm not going to lie. I want to name some, but I feel like they're going to be too raunchy, so I'm not going to say them. Uh, but Tip Drill was definitely the most famous uh, video and the most talked about video from BET Uncut. So a lot of people, and I mean a lot of people, had things to say about this video. Many people loved it, but a lot of other folks were not feeling this video at all, y'all. And the people who had the most to say about it were probably the students at Spelman. In February of 2004, the Feminist Majority Leadership Alliance at Spelman voted Nellie their misogynist of the month after seeing the video and um, discussing the treatment of women in rap videos. Moya Bailey, who was the president of the group, says that they were overwhelmingly disgusted by the video. So this kind of started off as like a regular discussion within their group. I guess they were meeting and they talked about it. They gave him the award, um, but then it got around campus and became a much bigger thing. So the group started hosting their own panels on the issue. And then um, the NAACP chapter at the school held debates over the video as well. Uh, professors got involved. Like it just became a campus wide thing, basically. Beverly Guy Scheftel, the director of the Women's Studies Program at Spelman at the time, said, What made this interesting was that it was young people who are considered part of the hip-hop generation. When older African Americans make these complaints, it's seen as a generational issue, that they are somehow disconnected from this culture. So within a few weeks, the two groups, the NAACP and the um, Feminist Alliance, they joined together and they planned a protest to stop um, the bone marrow disease drive that was being held at the school. And that drive was coming up and it happened to be sponsored by none other than Nellie because he had a nonprofit foundation called For Show for Kids. Asha Jennings, the president of the SGA at Spelman, had coordinated the bone marrow drive with Nellie's foundation, but when she heard about what was going on across campus, um, and then she saw the video for herself, she wasn't sure if she should cancel the event or keep it going. Um, and she said that it was the greatest dilemma of her life, one that put her pet causes, raising awareness about cancer, and about negative depictions of Black women in conflict. So she decided to keep the event on. However, Shalina Mack, who is the director of Nellie's foundation, heard that there was going to be a protest during the event and urged Asha to get the protest canceled. So Asha's like, how? how? Like, how is it? First of all, how is a 19 year old girl supposed to stop a whole protest that a lot of the school is involved in? 
So Asha tells her, like, look, that's going to be impossible for me to do. So the foundation decides that they're just going to pull out of the whole drive. Um, in a statement to the Journal-Constitution that year, Juliet Harris, who was Nellie's publicist, said, to cancel it because of this issue is a shame and to put Nellie in this position was not right. In an interview with CNN, Nellie himself said, you are talking about a video as opposed to saving a life. If you took half the time you took to really discuss my video and my problems to discuss what we're trying to do, then you can educate so many more people. William Jelani Cobb, a professor at Spelman, said, it's just really ironic that rappers claim to be bad and fearless, and then they're scared of 19-year-old women with questions. That part. Definitely agree with that. Um, so this is not really a good move because this action is what got the protesting students in the media. Like, they got a lot of press from this. If the foundation was trying to avoid controversy, they definitely failed miserably at that. Um, the school got hundreds and hundreds of letters supporting the students. A lot of major outlets ran stories about the protests. Uh, they ran editorials in support of the protests. And some of the students' work was actually featured in a PBS documentary called Hip Hop, Beyond Beats and Rhymes. In a 2013 interview with the Huffington Post, Nellie expressed his anger with the Spelman students for robbing him of an opportunity to save his sister's life because his sister does have bone marrow disease um, and that the only thing he would have done differently is, and this is a quote, kick somebody's ass. He said, you robbed me of an opportunity unfairly, my brother, because we could have still had your conversation after I got my opportunity, but it could have been somebody that was coming to that bone marrow drive that day that was possibly a match for my sister that didn't come because of that. Of course, not everybody was supportive of the students at Spelman. They did get some pushback from their peers. Um, and a lot of that pushback came from students at Morehouse. So the students at Morehouse were hosting their own debates. They were asking questions about why the Spelman students blamed Nellie and not the women who participated in the video at their own free will. Um, one radio station mocked the student, saying they were just mad they wasn't in the video themselves. Um, and then, as always, there were a lot of online trolls saying the girls put their own pride before the greater cause of cancer. In 2018, Curly Nikki interviewed Kareem Johnson, who, if you remember from earlier, he was the producer of the Tip Drill video. Um, and he defended the video as well as the infamous credit card scene. He said, this whole setup was not a foreign concept, a house party in ATL with rappers, ballers, and girls in bikinis. It was a popular theme at the time on camera and in real life. Then here's what he said about the credit card swipe. The scene in question was not planned, but it wasn't rejected either. If the girls weren't in the video, this wouldn't be a conversation. They were willing participants. That's the part that was missed. The model never requested the scene to be edited. If Nelly has to be held accountable, so does the model. Responsibility needs to be shared. Harold Hardy, who was the co-producer of Tip Drill, had an interview with Cron. I always, I never know how to pronounce that website. Is it Cron? Cron? Whatever. Um, he had an interview in 2004 with them, and he sung a little bit of a different tune. He said he was a little shocked when he saw the final product of the video. Here's a quote from him. I don't have a cut and dry answer to how I feel, but people need to realize the video is not really reality. So, I mean, how do you guys feel about that? Like, do you feel like the women in the video have as much accountability for the negative depiction of Black women as um, Nelly and the people who created the song. I mean, I think that that's a double-edged sword. Like, of course, everybody, you know, 
consented to participating in the video. Um, and possibly, you know, the blame could go to everyone, but at the same time, like Nelly, you know, is the star. So of course people are going to shift, you know, what happened in the video towards him because he would have been the one that had the most power to stop anything. But I do agree that all the women were willing participants and it's really their choice, you know? And, um, a couple black women who agree to do certain things, they don't, you know, represent all black women. And I don't think the women in the tip drill video were trying to represent absolutely everybody. Like they were just having fun and getting paid. So that's how I feel about it. How do you guys feel about it? But anyway, back to the story. So here's another quote from um, Nelly. This is a condensed quote. This is what he had to say about the scandal uh, surrounding tip drill. And he said this to Vibe magazine. Not to say what I did wasn't risque, but it was needed at the time. All I did was entertain adult fans. It even came on an adult show at 3 a.m. It wasn't like the girls in the video were offended by it. Never will I take any of that back. I didn't make 10 of them. I made one video and people wanted to condemn me for it. And people wanted that video to outweigh all the other good things I've done. All my not-for-profit work, helping find marrow donors, community programs, and take all of that away from me. I was just young and having fun. He also said to CNN, I respect women and I'm not a misogynist. I'm an artist. Hip hop videos are art and entertainment. Videos tell stories. Some are violent, some are sexy, some are fun, some are serious. As for how women are shown in the videos, I don't have a problem with it because it's entertainment. No one knows what a particular woman's situation is, what her goals are. Being in that video might have helped her further those goals. Several women who have been in my videos have gone on to do TV appearances and movies. He ain't lying about that part. A lot of women who have been in Nelly's videos have gone on to be in a lot more other videos or get into film or TV. So I definitely agree with that. And some videos are sexy, some are fun, some are violent, some are serious. He's right, you know, and it really is artistic expression. But you can't use that to escape criticism, I feel. In 2010, Nelly mentioned something in an interview about a tip drill movie to a DJ who will not be named on this platform because I do not talk about him, but he's a YouTube quote unquote DJ. He really just interviews people. But anyway, I wonder what happened with that because I did, when I read it, I was like, I wonder what that would be like. Like, I don't know what the creative direction there would be. Like, how would tip drill become a movie? But it seems like it would be funny. Anyway, so moving forward, Asha, who was the SGA president at Spelman, she was still frustrated by BET continuing to show videos like Tip Drill. So she canvassed to collect 400 signatures to urge Viacom, which is the network that owns BET, to take BET Uncut off the air. So with help from the Rainbow Push Coalition, Asha went as far as showing up to a shareholders meeting that spring, which is Wow, this girl was super motivated. I'm kind of proud of her. Uh, she says of that meeting, they weren't too happy to see me. They said my points were something to think about, but I didn't leave there confident that things were going to change anytime soon. I'm just trying to speak for all the children who don't have the same level of education as me. They don't know what it is to say no to these images. People weren't really discussing this a few months ago. And just the fact that they are now means we had a positive impact. Viacom said they had no plans to cancel the show, and that was pretty much the end of the Tip Drill scandal. As mentioned earlier, BET Uncut was canceled. It ended up being canceled two years after this situation happened. I have mixed thoughts. I feel like the women in the video willingly consented, and as long as there is consent and artists can make any kind of video they want, um, if we don't like it, we don't have to watch. I think all of that is valid. 
However, I don't think you get to avoid the way your art affects others, especially when you're a public figure. Like, like I said earlier, you don't get to avoid criticism because it's not always positive. Because a lot of people don't mind criticism when it's positive, but when it's something they don't like, it's all of this, I'm an artist, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, yeah, you don't get to avoid criticism because you don't like what they're saying. At the same time, though, people on the opposing side have to realize that not all Black women are trying to be radical. Not all Black women are trying to speak for all of us when they participate in certain things. Um, the women in the tip drill video do not speak for all of us. And I, like I said, I don't think they were trying to. And we do need to be okay with people making their own decisions for themselves. And I think that looking at everything as a positive or negative representation of Black women it takes away, doing that puts people in a box and it takes away the grace that is given to a lot of people who um, are non-black. Like non-black women aren't like, every time they do something, you're a horrible representation for this group. It's like, we, we, we can't keep doing that to other black women, in my opinion. Um, everything black women do shouldn't have to be a think piece or something that affects our fight for equality or anything like that. I think that Black women should be able to make their own decisions, go out, have fun, and like not have to worry about being crucified by the community because they make a choice that you know somebody who looks like them may not have made. Um, I understand that there has been a normalization of degrading Black women in hip-hop, and I think that's a very, very valid argument. Absolutely. But again, I do think Black women should be able to make their own choices without being seen as setting us all back. As far as if there can ever be another tip drill or another BET Uncut, what do y'all think about that? I mean, I think there already has been. I remember a few years ago, there was a Twitter debate about um, YG's video for Pop It, Shake It, and if it was the new version of tip drill. So, like, tip drill has the infamous credit card scene. Pop It, Shake It's um, infamous moment is the naked girl on the jet ski with YG. So I definitely think these types of videos still exist. There's just not a mainstream platform for them to be on anymore. Like there's no BET Uncut. Uh, so they're probably all on Vimeo, like the tip drill video or the adult side of YouTube, if that exists. I personally don't think we'll ever see anything like BET Uncut again. And if we did, it would be like on a streaming platform, like a Netflix or Hulu. It would not be on linear television. Like I, I think those days are done. <laughs> um, so yeah, those are pretty much my thoughts. What do you guys think? What do you guys think about the tip drill scandal? Do you think um, it was a negative representation of black women? Do you think, you know, it shouldn't have been thought of that way? Definitely let me know. But yeah, that wraps it up for the tip drill episode. Let me know what you guys think about it. This was very, very fun. Um, also, feel free to send in any other hip hop scandals involving women that you would like to see me cover. I had a good time doing this one. So definitely email me, DM me, hit me up. And I will see y'all next week for a brand new episode. Thank you for listening to Vixen. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to leave a review. If you have a submission, feel free to email vixenpodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next week with an all new episode.